Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. My name is Nick Smith and I'm part of the leadership team of Champions Church Skipton. I hope and pray you will enjoy, be inspired and challenged as you hear what God has to say to you today. So this is Do You Know Him Week 4. I've already kind of told you that this morning. And today we've reached another, another incredibly well-known I Am Saying. I say that, I kind of hope that all of the I Know I Am Sayings, for those of you that have been part of the church for a while, um, will be well-known to you. If maybe you haven't been around churches, uh, you, haven't, you haven't heard these spoken before, I pray that you are seeing and encountering in a new way, the amazing way that Jesus uh, described himself through these powerful I am messages. So if you spend any time in the Bible, and I'm not going to check up on any of you, don't panic, done that in previous weeks, uh, you'll have come across the odd shepherd or two. You know, they're kind of a good theme through the Bible. Uh, there were a lot of people involved in the industry back then. And I wonder, can anyone name any famous biblical shepherds? There are quite a few. David. David. A fantastic biblical shepherd. Jesus. Yep, top of the class. We're talking about Jesus today. Any others? I've got it down. Joseph. Joseph. Abraham, yep. Paul. Jacob. Paul. Not sure about Paul. (laughs) Anybody else? Yeah, I think you've got the ones. Abel was the first recorded shepherd. He looked after the livestock. Didn't end too well. David, Joseph, Abraham, Moses was recorded as a shepherd in the Bible. Isaac, God is recorded as the shepherd of Israel. Curveball, wanted to make sure I had one back that he didn't get. So when Jesus brought out what will be our fourth I am saying, and for those of you that are learned, we're not doing it in chronological order. Because it fit with Sheep Day today to do Shepherd Today, Paul. But thank you. When he brought out the fourth saying, I am the good shepherd, those that heard it would have understood what he was talking about. They knew about shepherds. Well, you would have thought so anyway, but we're going to come back to that. There are some clear pictures that they maybe didn't understand quite as well as they thought. It's an easy image for all of us to understand. See, when we hear messages like, I am the bread of life, when you hear messages that I am the gate or I am the vine, it takes a bit of unpacking as to what Jesus was trying to say. But when I stand up and say, I am the good shepherd, I can already see the knowing smiles. I know shepherds. You may have already recalled an image to your head right now of someone in a rough looking outfit with a tea towel on their head and a piece of rope tying it together. If you have children or have had children of school age, you'll have classically seen the the biblical shepherd image year on year. In fact, we had at least 15 last Christmas at our uh, school play. We know what a shepherd looks like. So when I started to prepare for today, I literally had thoughts and ideas flowing out of me of what I could talk about. There is so much biblical shepherd-based content to call upon. But Jesus gave us a strong image, not for the dressing up potential, but for the key message of who he is and represents and what that means for us. It was an image foretold in that beautiful psalm of David, Psalm 23. More than 900 years before Jesus came. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack for nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
The shepherd was a well-used image by God and by Jesus throughout the Bible. So before we look at why Jesus described himself in that way, let's read it in his word, the Bible. This will mean reading some of the same stuff as last week. But in my opinion, that's only a good thing. So we're going to look at John chapter 10, verses 1 to 18. If you haven't got a Bible, there are some by the front door or on the back table there. Please do feel free to grab one. You may turn your digital Bible app on if you still go that way, unless you prefer the analog version. John chapter 10, verses 1 to 18. Fantastic. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep, of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him, because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger, in fact they will run away from him. Because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever come before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep will not, did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not in this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. (coughs) Amen. Fantastic. So firstly, you can see how entwined the two messages are. I am the gate and I am the good shepherd. I joked with Michael before last week. To keep away from my message when he's preparing. Stay away from the shepherd, that's all mine. Stick to your gate, but you cannot. Jesus moved between these two images. Last week, we learned that Jesus was the gate to the sheep pen. That only through him we can be saved. That those who do not come through the gate come to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus said, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. But again, as I joked about in our first message of the series, when I went back to the I am the way, the truth and the life, I joked about how simple Jesus made it 
Those around still did not understand what he was trying to say. In verse 6, it tells us Jesus used this figure of speech. But the Pharisees, learned men, did not understand what he was telling them. So Jesus did something that he does so many times in his word. If he needs us to understand a key message, he repeats it. Again, I wonder at his patience and calmness. The passage does not allow for the fact he may have stepped back, taken a breath, smiled and started again. It just says in verse 7, therefore Jesus said again. Because they didn't understand, he said again. So today, you might feel there is some similarity in what you heard last week. Jesus felt it was important that at the risk of people truly not understanding, he would say it again. And if Jesus felt it was right to do that, so do we. Amen. So before I look at the passage again, and to check you didn't switch off at the thought of a message on shepherds this morning, I wonder if you could tell me, what were some of the jobs of a biblical shepherd? Not a modern day person that drives a quad bike. A biblical shepherd. What were some of their jobs? Protecting the sheep. Protecting the sheep. Yep. Looking, Looking for places to get food, yep. Guiding, Guiding them, yep, brilliant. Staying awake. Staying awake, hopefully they might have done it in shifts, it wasn't a 24 hour roll. Well, I don't know what their shift pan was, but yeah. Yeah, all correct. You know, I, I wrote down, they looked after the sheep. They slept at night with the sheep. They slept on the hills with them. They protected them from wild animals. They led them to food. And that's important. On a side note, it made me think about the image of a shepherd in Bible times. And there are some people that would say that it was a dirty job for outcasts. There are people that say that. But I don't believe it was. Throughout the Bible, we've seen key people who were shepherds. God and Jesus throughout the Bible are referred to as shepherds. Christian leaders of the day were referred to as shepherds. It says that in 1 Peter 5, 2-4. Shepherds carried great responsibility for looking after livestock. They were entrusted with livestock that was so important for food for those communities, for either family or for wealthy folk. The authors of the Bible made sure we knew all about shepherds. They were there at key times. In fact, some of the first people to visit Jesus when he was born were shepherds. And in that as well, they were the first people to, to go out and, and tell people what they saw. And it didn't say that people were shocked that the shepherds were there. It said they were amazed at what they heard. I think that's important. Shepherds, I don't believe, were down and outs and outcasts. Anyway, that's not my message. It's just something I thought about. When Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, he gave direct reference to some of the things you have mentioned to help others understand who he is. Firstly... A shepherd leads his sheep. It says in verse 2, The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. It's important to look at a clear difference between modern day shepherding and biblical time shepherding. In the biblical times, they did not have set fields. They might have had rough areas that they, that they would have gone to with their sheep. They didn't have set fields. They moved around in the hills surrounding the villages and communities. 
A shepherd in biblical times had had a relationship with his sheep. They would recognise him and his voice. They spent time in close proximity with him. It shows in this passage that the sheep would have listened to his voice. He would call them by name and lead them out. It says he would go before them and the sheep would follow the shepherd. The shepherd literally led his sheep and they would follow In Western culture today, moving sheep is very different. We move sheep through noise and fear. We drive sheep with vehicles and dogs. Yes, the sheep know the dogs and become comfortable with that relationship. But if they stray, a quick shout or bark will put them back in the right direction. The good shepherd leads his sheep and they follow him. A shepherd provides for their sheep. In the second half of verse 9, it says they will come in and go out and find pasture. And there are loads of verses, notably Psalm 23. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. A pasture is a land covered in grass. It's good food for the sheep. It was not always easy to find enough food in that landscape. Remember, a lot of the landscape of those days was dusty villages, dry hills. But a good shepherd ensured their sheep had everything. A good shepherd ensured they found pasture for their sheep. A good shepherd led his sheep to food and water and ensured they had what they needed. A shepherd gives protection. We've talked about that straight away. In verse 11, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. See, in biblical times, as we've already said, the shepherd slept out on the hills with the sheep. There were predators, and there weren't predators like there are in this country. There were proper predators out there. There were wolves. There were lions. There was stuff that would have scared, would have liked to eat the odd sheep lying around. Shepherds equipped with a staff and a sling, remember, that's how David learned his match-winning moves, would try and warn off dangerous animals. But Jesus makes a clear distinction here between a good shepherd and a hired hand. One will down tools and run for safety. The other will lay down their life to protect their sheep. And we'll come back to that later. When Jesus was telling those around him that he was the good shepherd, he was helping us to understand who he is and what is his role in our lives. See his picture, in this picture, Jesus is obviously the good shepherd. But who are the sheep in this picture? Still with me. Who are the sheep? Come on. We are the sheep. Well done. Kind of staying with me. So what does this passage tell us? We are his sheep. It clearly says he, that he, we are his sheep. He owns us. Jesus calls us his own sheep by name. We are his and he is our shepherd. Jesus leads the way. It says he will go before us and show us the way and we will follow him. Jesus will lead us to pasture. Jesus will ensure we do not go hungry. Jesus is the provider. He is the one that will lead us to what we need. He will make us sure our needs are taken care of. Remember the message around I am the bread of life. It says in John 6:35, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus will protect us. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I will lay down my life for my sheep. Jesus saying he is there for us and with us when the wolf comes. But I wanted to stop there and look at the good shepherd versus the hired help. Before we're moving on 
to the sheep side of the relationship. Yes, spoiler, you do have a part in the shepherd-sheep relationship. Jesus makes a stark comparison between the good shepherd and the hired help. It says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd because he owns the sheep. He knows his sheep and they know him. He wants the best for his sheep, the best pasture. He wants safety. He wants to lead his sheep. He is ready to lay down his life for us. And he did for each one of us. Jesus gave his life that we might live. The hired help does not own the sheep. He cares about the wages, the reward. So when the wolf comes, he abandons them. He runs at the first sign of danger. When the wolf attacks and scatters the flock, he is not there. Because ultimately, it is not the sheep he cares about. Jesus is the only one we can put our trust in. Jesus is the only one who not only has the gate opened for him by the watchman, but is the gate in the first place. He is not only the way to be saved, but one that cares about us and looks after us in the process. When the hired hand comes, or those as we read earlier, that try and climb the walls and sneak in. It is Jesus we can put our trust in. That brings me to my next point. What about the sheep? For there to be a good shepherd, there needs to be some sheep. And sheep have an important part to play. See, in verse 2, Again, it says the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow because they know his voice. So we've established we know that Jesus was the good shepherd. We know what that means. Jesus knows each and every one of us by name. Jesus stands at the gate and calls our name. And in that, we have a choice. I have a choice. You have a choice. When Jesus calls our name, we have the choice to leave the sheep pen and follow him. Jesus says in verse 9, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. And a bit later on in verse 10, it says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus told us, as we found out last week, that he is the gate and the only way to be saved. Through the gate, we can leave the pen where thieves and robbers are trying to get in to steal, kill and destroy. (coughs) Jesus says we can leave that way of life behind us. That, we can, that he can lead us to pasture where we can have all we need and that as he has come so that we can have life and have it to the full. Amen? Amen. I got up here three weeks ago and preached on Jesus, the way, the truth and the life. Jesus came that we may have a way back to God, whatever we have done in our lives. Jesus brought us the truth of who he was as the son of God but also of who we are as children of God, made in his identity, loved by God. 
And Jesus is the life that through him we may have life and have eternal life. Have life to the full as intended. Will you listen to his voice? Jesus has opened the gates and has called your name. What will you do? What do you do? Will you listen to his voice? Will you recognise the good shepherd? Will you take his way out of the pen? If God is talking to you through anything that has been said, do not leave today until you've asked Jesus to walk before you in your life. I want to urge you, don't leave after another message around what Jesus has done for you and walk away. Stop. Pray with us. There'll be some of us at the front later you can pray with. But some sheep are already following Jesus. And as always, for some of you, there is a, that is a shepherd that you chose to follow before today. Whether that was this week, amazing if it was, or whether you started following that shepherd years ago. There are some key points here for you too. What struck me when you think about a biblical shepherd is if I was a sheep on those hills, the best place to be would be right next to that shepherd. Looking back at shepherding at the time got me thinking. Those shepherds lived out there. They slept out there. But those were big hills. I could wander where I wanted to. And there are some fantastic biblical messages that Jesus told about sheep that get lost on the hills but that every single one of them he will go and look for. He will leave the 99 and go look for the sheep. But surely the safest place for me to be is where the shepherd is, to be as close to them as possible. And I think that's true for us today. We know we are Jesus' sheep. When the wolves come, the closer we are to Jesus, the safer we are. It's no good waiting to see the wolf on the horizon than quickly turning around and saying, well, is there Jesus here somewhere to help me? When the wolves come, be at Jesus' side. I don't know about you, another thing I thought about with sheep as that image is that they weren't really designed to fight wolves. They don't really have the opposable hooves or the ability to fight off a wolf. But they can if they've got a staff-wielding, stone-slinging good shepherd at their side. Come on. Stay close to him. For us, that means in prayer. It means in his word. It means with other sheep at his feet. Be as close to the shepherd as we can. The closer we are to Jesus, as he is leading us, the more we will see in his path. Another thing that really struck me as I was preparing. The further we are away in that line, all we're going to see is sheep in front of us. We're going to be able to keep following. But if we are walking at Jesus' side, if we are as close as we can to him, we will see the path he has ahead of us. When I was reading up about shepherds at the time, they would walk ahead, but often they would walk beside the lead sheep. If we are close to Jesus, we will see the path ahead that Jesus has for us. Now I realise that what I'm saying now is not directly from this passage. I realise that I'm reading into it. But it seems to me that as we walk with Jesus as our shepherd, if we are right up there at the front, walking as close to him as possible, we will see the path ahead for us. Jesus can show us 
more of his heart and vision and his will on our life. Another point for those that have been walking as sheep for some time. Something I've observed, I wrote down for my days watching sheep. I don't spend a lot of time watching sheep. There are more that do, but I know a bit about sheep. Sheep, something they're pretty well known for it. And in this culture today, to be called a sheep is to be labelled by someone else as following something else that's already happening. It can be used in a bit of a negative connotation, or you're just a sheep. But Jesus called us his sheep. He called us to model that behaviour. See, in a field, when a few start, sheep start moving, I hope you've seen this, it's fantastic. When a few sheep start moving, others look up and say, there's something going on. We need to follow the sheep. So when a few sheep start moving, others start moving. And before not long, you've got a group of sheep galloping towards something. And throughout Jesus' ministry, we saw this happen. A few people would gather where Jesus was. Others would say, what's going on? Crowds would gather. And we see amazing miracles where Jesus ended up feeding those that weren't prepared for a long message from Jesus at a lakeside. Because when they heard the buzz, when they saw what was going on, they wanted to be where that shepherd was. We are called to be sheep in this town, to listen to Jesus' voice, to follow where he leads us, but to make sure others have seen who the good shepherd is, to show others that when we follow Jesus, we are provided for, we are protected, that we know who we are as Jesus' own sheep. Again, I stood up here three weeks ago and I said we are called to be life bringers, to take that message of who Jesus is out to others and bring life to those around us. Be a life bringer in this community. Be a sheep in sheep town on sheep day. I like that. That was good, that one. For those who don't know, Skipton means sheep town. If you're listening, if you're here as a visitor, and today is sheep day. The National Independence Day of Skipton, or whatever sheep day might be. So to summarise, before I go off track, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. As the good shepherd, Jesus calls us each by name to follow him. As the good shepherd, if we listen to Jesus' voice and let him lead us, he will lead us to pasture. He will make sure we have what we need. As the good shepherd, Jesus said he will lay his life down for us because we are his. The hired help will flee the moment that danger comes because they do not care about the sheep. Only the good shepherd does that. We are his sheep and we have a choice. Will you listen when he calls? Will you leave by the gate and let him lead you? Do not leave if that is you until you pray with someone. And if we already know Jesus as our shepherd, make sure we are in the best place for us. Get close to him. Spend time with him. Read his word. Pray. Ask Jesus to lead you. When the wolf comes, be in the safest place beside the shepherd. Let others see you, that you are following Jesus. Be a sheep in sheep town. Amen. Well, there you go. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you've been moved by what you've heard today. 
We would love to hear from you at Champions Church. Please look us up on Facebook at Champions Church Skipton and drop us a message. I'll speak to you again soon.